0: Turn going on everyone? turn here with turn the Turntable turn and Classes Officially. turn 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 back in session. And we are here for another guest speaker episode. And on today's episode, I am very thrilled to have my next guest with me. We have Jacob Ezra joining the show. He is a music writer. He's an artist. Uh, He just started a a company as well. So he's an entrepreneur There's a lot a lot of great things going on with Jacob. And uh, we're excited to have him on the show. Jacob, how are you today, man? Thanks so much
1: for stopping by the turntable teachers. I'm I'm doing great. I'm I'm. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. So yeah, I'm doing well. Today's been good.
0: Yeah, yeah. We've uh, we've definitely been in talks for a while, and uh, so I'm really excited that we get to actually finally do this. And uh, you know, I think we we scheduled this a couple months out. So I'm glad we're finally sitting here. feels feels like it went by quick,
1: though, huh? In, in a way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to- yeah. It does. The past few months have been flying by, but I was I was really looking forward to, to doing this and everything. So.
0: Definitely, man. Definitely. Well, I just to start, like I said, you, you're kind of a jack of all trades in a lot of ways. You do a lot of different things. So we have plenty to talk about. Uh, the first thing I want to just start with, though, is kind of just getting to know you a little bit. Um, your early years, like with music and background and things like that, because I know you're you're a hip hop artist or rapper. Um, you know, so like just kind of talking to me to talk to me a little bit about like, you know, your biggest influences and like inspirations, like what made you like start actually like being like, oh, hey, maybe I can like actually be an artist.
1: Totally. Um, you know, it's interesting because I was always, ever since I was a little kid, I was always writing stories and poems and things. So I was always re- really into writing. Oh, wow. And I just kind of, you know, my dad, he was, my parents both are really into music. They had like a record collection and, they just sort of started playing records around me when i was young and i remember they my father playing like digital underground and like that was kind of the first hip-hop that i remember being introduced to and then after a while i got so into hip-hop and just these different artists digital underground and tribe called quest and stuff yeah. and i was just like thinking you know like i'm already writing these stories i'm already writing poems like you know, I can change the poems, add some more rhymes. Like, why can't I try rap? And that was kind of initially just a curiosity. Like, I just, I was like, why not give it a try? And it's it stuck with me. I, I've loved it ever since, you know, but that's kind of the origin of how I started.
0: That's super cool. So just for context, like I'm an English teacher myself. So I am big into poetry and stories and all that stuff. Love to read, like all that. I'm not really much of a writer myself as it comes to like, uh, like stories and things like creative writing. But I totally get the analytical side of things. I guess it's a pretty good segue because I, I didn't realize that you started with writing, so that's great. Um, so you are a music writer yourself. You write for Ear Milk, which is, uh, you know, if anyone's listening to this, I'm sure a lot of people know that that's a, quite a, a really, you know, uh, profound platform to be writing on. So talk to me a little bit about, like, you know, when did you start writing, like, about music? Like, when, when, when was it for you where you... Uh, You know, like obviously started getting into that, and then obviously the um, really the opportunity to start writing an ear milk. Talk to me a little bit about your writing history.
1: Totally, totally. I I I didn't like you know at the beginning it was mostly stories and poems, but over time you know I just I fell in love with music, so I just write little over the years just write little things down like things i was noticing in the music just for fun and i kind of you know write about the music kind of like journaling about things i was listening to and it's funny because at that time you know i really didn't think it would really lead to to anything but in hindsight i'm like now that i'm doing ear milk i'm like i have kind of been doing this for a long time in a sense although it wasn't very serious before or anything and then, you know, so that was really how I started just journaling about these songs that I liked and making little lists of my favorite rappers and, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. And then I started writing for a few smaller blogs a few years ago. I did some writing for one called OK Though. It's like a hip hop blog and some for another one called uh, Beetroot uh, And it's that's a local one for me in, in Canada. Um, and, uh, then ear milk, I, I, I found ear milk on a, on like a job posting for, cause I was just, I was like, Oh, I really want a music industry, something yeah. in music. I want to work in something in music. So I was just applying to all these and then, uh, ear milk, you know, they, they got back to me, awesome. but, um, yeah, so that's kind of, but at first it went into my junk mail and I almost didn't see it. And for some reason, something, I was like, I need to check my junk mail and, <laughs> and it was there and luckily I, I replied in time and everything but that was almost like it almost didn't happen it was kind of yeah. stressful for a sec but that's yeah funny.
0: so uh, that's that's actually so you just had that like inner like voice like check your junk bill like hey you, like shit happens like that for a reason sometimes it was clearly meant to be that you're supposed to write for them you know what I mean so that's that's fantastic dude and uh I love that so are you originally from Canada is that correct no oh, okay yeah I, oh okay all right so and you're and you're still in Canada yeah no way so what what part of Canada
1: I'm from uh, Vancouver on the West Coast.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, right. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, because you've so how we got in in uh, in touch with you or like how I got to like know you a little bit because you I think you were writing for a lot of affiliate like artists that we work closely with like the Athelas uh, label and like Dev Soder and China Blue and you know obviously Tyler Donovan and all those guys. How did you how did you get acquainted with them?
1: Uh I first met them through. Um, this artist who I was writing on called DK. Oh, know um, oh, you, oh, you
0: knew DK. That's right. Yeah, oh, okay, okay, yeah. Okay.
1: DK was actually the guy who I kind of found out about a lot of mass artists from. That's because awesome. I wrote about him, and he was introducing me to all these people. And then I guess Tyler, he he saw the piece I did on DK because I wrote on DK for Ear Milk, and um, so then we started talking, and I wrote on on um, Dev and China Blue both really talented guys. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so that's kind of how it happened with them.
0: That's too funny. They're all turntable teachers, alumni, all of them. They've all been on the show. DK is a great uh, friend of the show as well. And uh, just a talented, I mean, all of them are very talented, but DK's he's, he's got a hand in all of it, right? He can do the mixing and mastering and the production. And he's a good artist as himself. He can rap, he can sing. He's definitely, uh, he's got a great ear for, uh, for melodies and just, he's a great craft of crafter of songs. So, um, Mm -hmm. That's funny. You started with DK. He's he's a good, great guy. Great guy to uh great big personality too. We we definitely love DK around here.
1: Yeah, he introduced me. Like through him, I found a lot of really cool artists. And yeah, he's he's very talented himself. And yeah, it's really cool. I I really like these artists in mass that I've been you know coming across. And it's it's quite it, it's been a it's been a cool experience to discuss, to sort of learn about them and their work. And yeah
0: yeah it's 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 awesome like for us just again like again obviously we're a massachusetts pod based podcast as well so for someone that's not from massachusetts to really like take the time and want to get to know massachusetts because we're not like a big music you know um in just like a uh, you know area like we we have a lot of artists we have a great budding you know indie scene here but we're not really like a nationally known you know scene we're just, we're just not you know when you think like uh, in the United States, when you think you know music scenes, and particularly with hip hop, like a lot of times you go to L.A. and Atlanta and New York and Chicago and Boston and Massachusetts in general, just doesn't really get that type of you know notoriety and attention and publicity. But so it's really cool for someone like you that is completely on the opposite side of like <laughs> the continent, right? <laughs> to uh, to be
1: into us, so we really appreciate that, man. That's it's it's, uh, it's pretty cool. I love it thanks so I appreciate you guys as well like it's it's really dope to have connected with with people out there and everything so yeah
0: yeah, yeah. so we yeah like I said it's, it's just great that to, to, to have someone out, out on, on especially in Canada to uh to be you know uh fucking with our stuff and what we're doing out here because like I said there's a there's a great scene here there's a lot of amazing artists uh those guys are certainly some of them for sure um so talk to me a little more about Ear milk so you've been writing for them for how long Rough, is it a little less than a year is that true
1: I'd say it's uh, four or five months now. Okay, so it's not not very long. It's pretty recent since I've joined on with them, yeah. Awesome. Excuse me. No, no worries, no
0: worries. And uh, so t- talk to me a little bit like some, of, like some of your favorite articles or like moments you've had at Ear Milk so far. I know it's like it's only been four or five months, but t- talk to me a little bit. Because like, you just had a really big one, actually, you just announced recently. So I definitely want to hear about that one. And it was an artist I'd never heard of. So I'm I'm definitely curious to go listen to some of his music. I didn't get a chance to before we hopped on here. But uh, so tell me a little bit about some like your, your favorite moments writing for Ear Milk and like some of the connections you've made doing that.
1: Sure. I mean, that's a great question. Actually, I was hoping someone would ask me this um, eventually. But, you know. I, my, hmm, it's, I think my, my favorite, I, it was the, I, honestly, uh, it was the, this one that, that I just wrote, um, about Seti drinks and, uh, I think that one, because, you know, in the form of these, it's an interview, and the way we write interviews at Ear Milk, it's more of, like, a profile of the artist using quotes from the interview, and I just think, like, the storytelling element, how I'm sort of able to tell the artist's story and make it more of, like, a narrative Um, that really is enjoyable. And I think that's something I really have liked. I've only done a couple interviews so far. Um, most of them are more like posts about like new music, Mm -hmm. but the interviews I think are my favorite to write because of the story element. So I'd say, but this one with Seti Hendricks, I'd say it was the, it was, I think that was my favorite, but, um, I just, I overall, like, I really like, you know, there's so many artists that I I've come in contact with that i never really would have known about before and it's it's really it's expanded my my world like i learn about i think one really cool thing is like learning about these different pockets and scenes that's a really cool part of it
0: yeah 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 no that's fantastic man i love that uh you're able to like i didn't even not think about it that way but I, I i actually you know somewhat i i uh really agree with you and and can a- empathize with you in a lot of ways because you know, I grew up in massachusetts my whole life and the only really things i ever knew about massachusetts or like the artists i knew from massachusetts are like the big names like cousin stiz and joiner lucas and um started to get on to a little bit and some other artists like that but token maybe like but besides that like i didn't really michael christmas maybe another one but like besides those couple artists like i didn't really understand like what was even here so then when i started the podcast that's when I got embedded into the music scene here and I was like oh wow there's a lot here and and things like this have been really cool too because random you know artists I I shouldn't say random my apologies not random but you know other artists that from other scenes right have you know whether they've worked with somebody from Massachusetts or they just maybe stumble upon us on Instagram or social media or whatever or hear a podcast like it's cool to hear you know, and hear from other artists from other areas. Like, there's a, a an artist that his name's EJ Mallard, uh, amazing artist from Houston. Like, never would have found this guy without the platform. You know what I mean? Uh, that's just one example. Uh, Young Mono is another guy. He's from Atlanta. He's in the indie scene down there. Like, so just it's just really cool to like, uh, you know, get to know some of these other artists like from these scenes, like you're like you're saying. And um, who are like some of your favorite artists you found from like Ear Milk, like just from being able to. Uh, right for them, like what's been like somebody like the artists like you've come across that you're like, oh wow, like this this is this is gonna be in heavy rotation.
1: Oh, that's yeah, it's um, actually, I wrote about a group recently called Bungalow Collect. What a name! They're, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a cool name. uh They're from Brooklyn, I think, and it's like a group of four or five guys. And I the the, the track I I wrote on. Uh, For them it just came out recently the piece on them but it's a really cool track and i have been listening to that quite a bit it's like this like hip-hop mixed with house electronic vibe that i like like kind of like in the gold link style and it's really cool it's 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 fresh like it just feels fresh when you listen to it that that's one of the as far as recent acts um that's one of the most interesting that, I mean, I like a lot of them, but that's one that kind of, I've been actually like, it's on my, there's songs on my playlist and right. that I've been listening, <clears throat> excuse me, listening yeah. to. And like, there's this guy, Cassius King. Uh, he's, he's from LA and okay. he's a rapper. I actually knew of him for, I've known of him for quite a long time, but I wrote on him recently and the song that I wrote on it, I really enjoyed, uh, it's called, it has kind of a long name, Johnson and Johnson and John's son. It's like a reference <laughs> to the artists on the track, because there's a few of them, and it's like a story of growing up. And and that song is, you know, I've been listening to it a lot. That's a really, really good song. I, th- that one I really like. So I'd say that and, and Bungalow Collect lately are the ones that Sweet. I've been playing. Yeah. Sweet.
0: For you, like, what's uh, – uh, well, first off, I would love to check them out, so thank you. I That's the uh, beautiful part of doing these podcasts is, like, I get to f- I just hear about all these, like, other artists that I don't know about. That's the beautiful – like, the beautiful part of, like, making music in the 2020s or even the 2010s, right? Uh, it feels like, a- like anybody and everybody can make music now, and that's a beautiful thing, right, to be able to – and everybody can kind of have the means to create it. I mean, so many people make, you know, music in their bedrooms for crying out loud, right? Or makeshift studios in their homes, right? It's not like how it used to be where you have to like buy all the studio time. Uh, but the other flip side of that, though, it's like there's an oversaturation. So it's like you you feel like you don't even – you can't get a grasp on everything because there's just so much out there. Like the craziest part about it is like finding an artist and seeing they have like millions of monthly listeners and you're like – well, i've i've clearly been sleeping on this you know what i mean so it's, it's it's just so cool like how many like followings of you know artists have these like really like he- heavy heavy followings that you just don't think about you know
1: yeah totally it seems like that's becoming really common with spotify in the streaming era it's like yeah it happens to me a lot too i feel you like i'll find an artist and i'm like whoa you're like massive and i've never heard it. i don't you know it's just it's interesting it's a change in 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 some ways I mean, I think with ear milk, it's interesting too, because I've realized like, I mean, I knew there was tons of music coming out, mm. but now I'm like, wow, there's an insane amount of stuff coming out every day and people are, everyone's trying to hustle and, and get their stuff heard. And it's just like crazy. Cause the. Working at with Ear Milk, it's definitely opened me up to just like how huge that scope is. Whereas before, I I wasn't as aware, you know, specifically how how massive it is.
0: (laughs) Exactly, and I'm I'm a writer myself too. Like I'm a music writer. Like I write for um, I've written for some other platforms as well, more local than nothing like major like Ear Milk. But I uh, I write for a pretty big platform called Boston Hassle in Boston. So I've been writing for them for a while. Wrote for Mass Music Radio for quite a bit uh Boston culture for a little while as well. So but in the, I think the cool part about it too, writing, but also like the the part that gets me so much I don't know how you feel about this, uh talking about this from a writing standpoint, but like I get so anxious because I'm like, oh my God, I could write about this and I could write about this and I could write about this. It's so like because there's so much it's almost like trying to pin down like what I can write about. And there's only like so much time in the day. You know what I mean? Like, but I love like listening to something and being like, oh, I really want to write about this, you know? So I don't know how you feel feel about that, but.
1: Totally. I feel like it's a great feeling to like know you, you just want to put someone on for the love of their music. Like Mm. you just want to, you know, I think that's a great thing. And. I, I do really enjoy stuff like that. And how, how about you? I, what, what, what artists have been sort of sticking out to you that you've written about lately? Or I'd be curious. Yeah, great
0: question. Uh, flip flip in it on me. I love that.
1: Uh, <laughs> because you're getting into your interview bag
0: recently, right? So you're, yeah, you're, you're, you're a vet. You know what you're doing. Um, yeah. So there's this artist. Um, I haven't really wrote about him extensively as of now, but I have a good relationship with him. And he actually writes for Daily Chiefers. Uh, his name's Heath240. And he's from out here, uh, recently just relocated to Miami. but I think you would really like his, his style. He has more of like a bedroom pop uh, vibe, and he, but he also can kind of get into like a, like a lo-fi hip hop bag. But uh, he certainly is, is an artist like that's making major moves and like people should definitely pay attention to, whether they're from you know from Canada or you, know, the United States or wherever. That's an artist I would definitely enjoy. Um, and speaking of DK, one of the art, uh, articles I just recently put out on our platform, because I actually we have a blog as well for turntable teachers. So like anything I write, or we have a, we have another writer too, a shadow Gordon Henry. And any we have a, like again, it's not anywhere near Ear Milk or Boston Hassler or anything like that. But we try to you know like write as much as we can if uh, for our own our own page. But DK just produced a Western Massachusetts cipher. That went is just crazy. That people should check out. Like that's a really dope shit. Like Western Mass has a has a like a movement or a budding scene right now that not a lot of people are talking about. Like just for context, like Boston's on sort of like the eastern side of of Massachusetts, like geographically. So just naturally, like a lot of you know a lot of the you know entertainment just kind of falls into Boston. It just kind of happens that way. And there's a, there's a decent scene from where I'm from. I'm, on the, I'm from the North shore of Massachusetts. There's like a, definitely a scene up there. Um, you know, Boston, like all the, all those different suburbs of Boston and also just like communities in Boston have their own sort of scenes too. Um, but Western Mass has kind of gotten left out of that a lot of times. Like Joyner Lucas is from Worcester, but that's not even really like technically Ma- like Western Mass, it's like more central. So Western Mass has this scene that like nobody's covering. And it's really, it's, it was really great to be able to like, shed some light on that on them because like they're doing some really amazing things and our co-host phoenix rios who comes on and we talk music uh he is from that area as well and he had a verse there he's he's an artist himself so um the paper city studios western mass guys they're really doing some some amazing things um i'm trying to remember too like some of the things i mean i wrote one for china blue recently he's an artist that if nobody knows about him like they should definitely check him out he's got like a really cool like Pop style. I mean, I know you know his music, but he's got that really cool, like, you know, um, like experimental pop, I would say, or alternative pop. I love his style a lot. I think he's doing really awesome things. Um, who else did I recently write for? Um, another artist, Hex, who he just actually recently, uh, relocated to Austin as well. Uh, and he has helped us out a lot. Like he's an, he's an engineer too. So he's helped us out a lot with, uh, some of like our tutorial episodes he just dropped an amazing single called "Wait" with Cronin um, that people should check out as well. You, I think you would really like it too. Um, he actually did some engineering work with China Blue, so he's kind of familiar with that camp. And yeah, that's all I can. Same with you. Like I've, I've written so many at this point, it's like you know I, I I forget sometimes, and that's and that's and that's kind of the unfortunate part of it too. It's like you want to remember everything you wrote, you know. Um, let me see what else have i written late recently um oh and then if people like experimental hip-hop oh, this will be my last one um there's this artist named sid mason out, out in la who's doing some like really interesting um experimental hip-hop and i'm a big fan of experimental hip-hop i mean i'm a big fan of like jpeg mafia um brock hampton then uh denzel curry i got him on the wall uh danny brown like i'm into that whole uh that whole scene he death grips I can even get to like that experimental side of things too so um there's just a lot man there's a lot and there's a lot more I want to write about too you know so uh, great question and this is this is going to be a lot people are probably feverishly writing down <laughs> all these yeah. artists right now listening to this
1: so, yeah no yeah. that's awesome I mean I, I'm curious to uh I was curious to know because I'm always you know trying to explore and find new artists and stuff but yeah, no, that sounds cool. I think I, Hex, I, I do think I, I know him. Hmm. But uh, yeah, I think I knew him through China Blue and, and those guys. But yeah, that's really dope. I'll, I'll check out the rest of those guys. Uh, that's that's really cool.
0: Yeah, I'll send you some stuff after uh, after we get off, too, for sure. But yeah, guys, make sure you go check out Jacob Ezra, who's writing, like I said, writing for Ear Milk, doing some amazing things. So make sure you guys, uh, you know, we'll, we'll link in the description, of course, earmilk.com, and make sure you uh, check out rest of uh jacob's articles that he's done because he's doing some really great things and uh, in, in, in just the music writing scene and i love talking to another fellow writer it's always great I've, i haven't really had like another writer on the show before so this has like been cool to kind of get in that in that what i guess my last question on this on this front is like what like how what's your process when you're writing um because i feel like we all I, this is this is interesting to me because like, i i don't know if like my process is like similar to other writers and things like that so when you're about to when you know you're like okay I definitely want to write about this song um like where do you start like how do you how do you like formulate the actual like article when you when you go to actually do the write up
1: yeah it's a good question i i mean I, I think i have like a kind of structure that i try to follow and uh i do have like kind of a template in my head i mean i don't like to always do the same style but i mm-hmm. you know i um i definitely like to Talk about the artist's background to provide context in that way. Just uh, talk about some of their story and and um, with with a lot of the posts that we have for like new releases, they're not like super long, but it's definitely enough to like get a little bit in depth. And then a lot of the time, you know, um, yeah, it's a lot of I'll I'll, I'll, like go and try to describe the the different sounds I'm hearing and analyze the sounds, and just maybe try to tie the song into the bigger picture of what the artist is maybe trying to communicate or what what they're about what what they're like maybe if i can sort of figure out kind of what angle they're trying to take or maybe a bit of their like mission and what they're doing I'll, I'll try to tie it into that if i can so that's that's kind of the way i i like to write the the pieces
0: cool cool i like that yeah i i would say i'm pretty similar too like i always like to i, I agree i love to give like that first paragraph or a few sentences like providing that context I think is really important like I think that's what like draws a reader in because if you've never heard the song which is kind of what the whole point is right like the whole point is like oh you probably haven't heard this song before or maybe you or I shouldn't say that maybe you have and you want to like see what somebody that's a you know I don't I don't say expert but like someone that's you know can write about music like what what do they want to say about it um but if somebody that hasn't heard it you know providing that context I think really like kind of you know, gets that, like it, there's a hook, you know what I mean? like, and that's what I teach my students. Right. I mean, like I said, I'm an English teacher. So like when we are talking about writing, like, it's always like, okay, how do you hook your reader? Right. You don't want to just like jump in and be like, okay, this is what they're coming. Cause it's like, ah, oh, it's like doesn't really give any context. So I love that. I'm, I'm pretty similar. Like I definitely, it's interesting. Like I can't, I can't be listening to the song and writing about it at the same time. Though no, I don't know how you are about it. Cause like I, I have to listen to it a bunch of times and then write and then go back and listen again and then write again like i, I can't sign for some reason i can't simultaneously write and listen to the music at the same time it's just that's not how like me personally it's not how my brain works but um yeah there's a lot more that goes into it than people realize i think you know and um i'm certainly somebody that uh you know will harp will uh really harp on it like too long sometimes even too and try to you know get a little bit like ah is this is this you know perfect or whatever and i, I have to be better about just like you know what it's it's not going to get any better just you know just once you start to make too many edits with it you almost it almost goes the other way you know
1: <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, yeah absolutely i feel you i mean i i'm similar i i actually didn't i i didn't notice that too much but it's true i never write when i'm listening to the song i always it's have hard to do yeah. Both. yeah it is weird it's hard, it's hard. i'll even I'll listen to the song and then maybe I'll have some other music while I'm writing to like keep me going. But I, the actual song, I find it weird to. I feel like you just it's kind of like focusing on one or the other or something. But yeah. I feel similarly.
0: Yeah, yeah, or like yeah. The only way I can actually write and you know listen to something at the same time, it has to be like instrumental music for me. Like I can't be listening to because I'll start writing the lyrics or something. Like get yeah. it all fumbled up. But yeah, that's exactly. really cool, man. That's really cool, man. I love it. So again. Uh, you know guys make sure you guys go subscribe to Ear earmilk uh, I definitely have been a. F- it's it's cool like before I even really got into like the music industry per se like that was a platform I like knew of already so it's so cool to like uh, talk to somebody that's been writing for them and uh, so guys make sure you follow earmilk and uh and Jacob as well so you guys can check in with his articles and the rest of the Ear Milk team because I'm you know you guys will find a lot of great new artists and, and songs from there for sure and obviously you obviously follow Boston Hassel and like turntable teachers too, of course. But like, you know, this is our guest. So we're, 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 he's, he's shining today. Um, and so I want to talk to you a little bit, like kind of my transition point because, uh, you create music yourself. So I know you had mentioned that you really became a music head because of your father playing, you know, old hip hop and Tribe Called Quest and, rec- you know, vinyl records and things like that. So, For you, like, when did you start taking it super seriously where you actually wanted to, like, start putting music out?
1: Yeah. um, I I actually, well, I was about 18 um, at the time. And uh, I I was just, I I would just make a lot of mixtapes, like many people, when they're starting out and not share it with anyone and just kind of make it for personal enjoyment, which was actually a great period of time. I look back very fondly on it it's just something about that freeing period where like, you know, no one else is going to hear it. And there's no, you know, it's just, there's no, there's no voice in your head. I mean, there's some, but not as much because you just don't feel like anyone else is going to hear it. It's kind of a beautiful time. So that's anyways, I was doing that for quite a while, maybe a year or so. And then I just had a couple tracks and, um, I was just, I'd play it for, I started playing it for friends and, uh, they 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 were just like hey they were like pressuring me to release it and i was like nah nah like whatever and and at the time i was like i'm not gonna really rap publicly you know like i was just like it's just a hobby and whatever yeah. and, and they were just like no you you have to do this like really like please like i'm gonna be mad at you if you don't like just oh, try awesome. and i was like so i i ended up releasing some stuff on soundcloud and just net just met a lot of cool people on soundcloud back in the day like you know, this was like 2016, 2017, like a few years back. So, um, like I just I met uh, a lot of cool people through that, and just collaborated through SoundCloud, and that's kind of how I started. Um, did did some small little like open mics in my city, little shows and things. And I I used to go by a different artist name. Now now I I go by my own name. I I used to go by a traffic with a with a K traffic. It was my artist name. And yeah, I, I so that's how I started out was the tra- that project traffic and and uh, one thing led to another and and I, I now I'm you know I'm 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 trying to release music under my name so it's 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 been a great like little little uh, journey you know yeah
0: yeah interesting you had people to push you 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 don't really again this is this is I think almost a compliment you you strike me as somebody that's um you, you don't really like need the spotlight it's not something that like you really really want you know what i mean like i can kind of sense that from you like you you would much rather like make music and you know write about it and just like you, you, I, I. and that's a good thing I, I love that about you like you seem very just very level-headed but um was that was that like a hard transition for you to actually like start to really get the, the music actually out there
1: yeah no and i appreciate that it um, but it's, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I've always had anxiety over that. Like, I think many people do, but oh, yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah. I, it was a strange, it's, it, it is always a challenge for me to promote my own work um, versus just doing this writing, like laying back and writing about others. Cause I am, you know, by nature quite introverted and um, laid back in, in a sense. So it is, it is a bit maybe Counter to my nature in some ways to to be out there promoting my stuff, but I just I just love I just love doing music, so I just kind of see it as like a a necessary evil or just like I just you know yeah.
0: But I think in a sense though like it's good self awareness, right? And also at the same time though, it's a good thing for you because you're like, hey, like I want to try to step out of my comfort zone, and because that's that's the only way we grow as human beings, right? Is getting outside of our comfort zone and. So for you, like, I just love that you took that leap of, leap of faith, right? Because uh, just in talking to you, like, you would never strike me as somebody that would be an artist. But I think that that's going to make you more relatable at the end of the day, though. You know what I mean? Like, people are going to sense that and be like, hey, I'm an introvert, too. You know what I mean? And like, this guy's an introvert, too, and he's doing it. So why can't I do something like some kind of art or get myself out there, you know? So that's I think it's going to be a good thing in the long run. So Thanks. Keep, keep telling that story because I think it's going to resonate with a lot of people.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that. And that is a really good point because that's something that I have thought about where down the line, especially, I, I, I'm definitely going to try to bring that out more in my music. Um, so, yeah. And, and I said necessary evil promoting. I don't mean that it's evil or bad to promote yourself. I just meant that it's something that I don't take to as naturally, you know. But, right. but right. yeah. And, yeah, no, uh, sorry. Um, as we were saying uh yeah i i do hope to make that more of my identity as an artist over time
0: yeah i think it, like i said i just i don't know just it's just talking i not, ma- i could be way off base but like i just think just in terms of uh you know what i've already known about you it seems as though like that's going to be something that could be like again like good for people to hear you know because i think that like that transparency is amazing like we like i think people yearn for that now more than ever is like really wanting that transparency you know I don't know that's that's what the point of this podcast we want to try to be as transparent as possible we don't, want to, we don't ask the cookie cutter questions around here although i will say like i will ask the one question so i know your last name's Salzburg, but where does ezra come from is that like a middle name or or is that yeah
1: yeah that's that's my middle name okay yeah. makes sense then. yeah
0: really cool awesome so your first single that you dropped was synchronicity correct was that the first one and then 96 roof rooftops after that and then most recently was skyfall Mm-hmm. Um synchronicity had kind of did well, like for the, for your first single, man. I mean, it got over ten thousand pl- I think it's I think it's at over ten thousand if I'm not mistaken last time I checked on Spotify, which is great for a first single, Are you kidding me? So uh talk to me about each one kind of in order. So like obviously synchronicity came out first, like why why that why was that the first single uh for you? Like what and what kind of like reception have you gotten from that one? And then, you know, we'll move on to the next two.
1: Totally, totally. Um yeah, Synchronicity, it's, uh, I guess, I, it was kind of a track to like test the waters in a sense. It was like me, see, because I, I, like I said, I, I used to go by a different artist name. And the music I was dropping under that name is more in line with Synchronicity. So I was like, but it, but it combines like the direction I'm going now. So I guess it was like a transition track for me personally, evolving my style as well as, you know, I didn't have, like, a big fan base or anything, but people who were listening to my old work, like, it kind of, it tells them, like, I'm not just totally abandoning you, or... uh, But it was meant to be, like, a bridge, kind of bridging the gap between two sounds, even just me personally from my own creative process. Um, And, yeah, I mean, it was also a track that I felt like it was a good intro because it. I didn't. I, I really. I do like the track. I'm proud of it, but I don't feel that it's quite as strong as the stuff that's coming. So it was just to test the waters and kind of bridge a gap between and a sound that I was trying to evolve. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I am quite happy with the reception. Um, it's been really cool to see. I've never had a song get that many streams or anything, and yeah. that's cool. Um, a, a playlist. Uh, it got on a playlist that helped me quite a bit. Uh, Lyrical stamina. It was called, and and that was really dope. So. Um, but yeah, it's, people seem to connect the the feedback that I've received with that song. I guess people have been connecting with some of the, the, the lyrics because that's probably my most lyrical focused of the three songs. Yeah, I would say so, so that's too. the main feedback I've had. Yeah,
0: really cool, man. Yeah, that's. I like that one a lot. I, I definitely, I, I'm a bigger fan of Skyfall out of the three. I think that's my favorite of the three, but I definitely want to talk about 96 Rooftops as well. So talk to me a little bit about that track. So you kind of transitioned from Synchronicity to 96 Rooftops. Um, how did that song kind of uh, come about?
1: Yeah, this one was like, um, it was a track that. I was just lis- listening to this this producer Sauron. He this is the one out of the 3 that I didn't make the beat for. The other two, I should mention, the other two I I made the beats. Oh cool. Um Skyfall and Synchronicity. But uh this one it was produced by Sauron. He's he's a really cool producer and I was listening through a beat tape of his and I found this beat and I just I was like I got to use this and so I I I got it purchased it from him um and it was just like I guess uh, it was it was it was maybe so when I talk about bridging that gap, I guess it was kind of you know a bit of a new sound for me. It's a little bit more trap oriented and less like it's still very lyric. It still focuses on lyrics, but it's a bit less lyrical. It was more just to like bring a vibe and like it's a bit more trap oriented than some of my other stuff. So I guess I was trying a new sound and I do enjoy trying to be diverse and try new things. And I I think these songs aren't that different from each other, but down the line. I'm going to try and do some really different styles. Um, but yeah, I was just, I just remember I wrote it in like a mood of frustration. I was just like, I was just, it was, it was like, just like, I was just like, Oh, I just, I need to, g-. it was kind of like a get stuff off the chest song, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, I just was just like, fuck it. I'm just going to go in and kind of vent on this. So that's, it wasn't like, I, I don't really, you know, it, some of the things on there, it's just me saying it like to express myself and things, but yeah. Yeah, that's kind of a venting track I feel like, and to try a new sound.
0: Yeah, yeah, no. It, when you're starting out, I mean, you have to you have to try something different. You know what I mean? Like get your figure out what your sound is going to be like. And, and there's that thing of like, obviously, you want to reinvent your sound as well as you go. But of course, you, you know. Every artist, I think, when they've started out, they've had some sort of sound that like people have like gravitated towards originally, right? And then kind of once you gain that base, then you can reinvent. But like when you're starting out, you have to kind of figure out what it is like, what's gonna land well, what do I, what am I comfortable with doing? So I totally understand that. And then Skyfall just came out recently. Also dropped a music video with that too, and I really like this one a lot. So um, you know what was what was the skyfall about and, and I, I actually didn't even realize that you made the beats for some of these so that's really cool too that you you're definitely a jack of all trades man you have a, you have a lot of talents which is fantastic but i want to hear about skyfall as well and then of course the music video too cuz you just had dropped that
1: uh as well yeah t- for sure for sure um yeah skyfall it's uh this yeah that there, it's funny cuz i i had it <laughs> I had an, a, another version of that song or, originally okay. and it was quite different you know it was the same sample same sort of sound but it was like it was a very different type of beat it was quite experimental and it was like faster and it was it, it was just more claustrophobic which I like I like that sound but I decided to like stretch it out slow it down a bit make it a little more traditional and uh, yeah I, I, I it was just you know it's I guess it's a track about I guess I wrote it about just, you know, um, doing your thing regardless of like external influences. And, and that's what a lot of my three songs have kind of been centered around that idea of just like going out and trying to be yourself and do your thing, despite like what the world says or what the expectations may be. And that's just kind of like a core theme that I've been writing on. But yeah, I'd say that's like the main theme of the track. And, um, but, uh, yeah, I think that one actually was my, uh, out of the three, that that's my personal favorite so yeah, far. Me too. me too. Also.
0: And then, what about the music video? Like, how did that come to be? Like, because you, you don't have music videos for '96 Rooftops and Synchronicity, do you?
1: No, I oh. no, I I did like a visualizer for and um, like some this kind of like vlog video for '96, but we never had like a full on music video. Right. So yeah, this is my this is the first like Jacob Ezra music video, full full on music video. And uh yeah, I, it was I had a really it was a really good time filming it. it. It came together very organically. I shot it with a good friend of mine who I've known for years. His name is Sepnia. He he runs a video company. I I recommend checking him out if Sweet. anyone's listening. Yeah. It's Sepnia, uh, S E P N I A. And yeah, we worked together on this. Um and it's shot in this really old art deco like vintage building in my city that's kind of like a hidden treasure in a sense called the marine building and it was really cool i thought security was gonna like kick us out right away so i was like (laughs) this might not work but they were like they they approached us and i'm like oh here it comes but they were like ah no it's fine like film and do whatever you want i was like what like so that was cool too we just kind of had free reign you know so
0: Oh, worked out perfect man yeah so definitely definitely shout out septia we'll link them in the description too and is of course the music video guys make sure you go check these out and all the singles that are going to be linked in the description so after the episode of course don't don't leave us yet we're not quite done with jacob but uh <laughs> we definitely go listen to those songs afterwards and uh, yeah let us know your thoughts let us know if you like them um last question on for this uh, particular segment of the show and um you know talking about your music Like, you know, you had mentioned a little earlier that you that the songs you've dropped so far are different than what you have coming. So uh, what's the next, you know, rest of this year and maybe beyond for you? Like, what what do you have coming and what's the set? What what can fans of yours already? And and then, of course, people that are just coming on to you for the first time, uh, you know, what can like uh, the the audience maybe expect from Jacob Ezra going forward in terms of like sonic uh, appeal?
1: Yeah, you know, I'm 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 quite excited for for what's going to happen cuz I think I I am really putting an effort into making stuff that's it's just less traditional. I I think it's more off the beaten path, more I guess in a sense more true to myself. I wouldn't say the other songs aren't true to myself, but just coming out of more of an even more of an intuitive place like less going into it being like i'm gonna make a rap song you know not that there's anything wrong with that but just more just free-flowing um and and there's going to be more melodic sounds like i'm doing some kind of more singing and there's going to be different kinds of beats that are working with you know influences from like electronic and drum and bass and and an indie rock even so I'm, I'm trying to bring in more I'm trying to experiment more and and make stuff that is just a little it's just more um st- it, trying to trying to I've really been putting an effort into making stuff that like stands on its own as like its own thing because um not that the past three songs have been inauthentic at all it's just they're just there was a bit of like, all right, I'm going to make something that's kind of familiar. You know, it's like hip hop yeah. and people can recognize that quite quickly. Whereas this new stuff, I, I, I think I have a goal to like deviate from that while still making something that people can enjoy quite easily. Not Nothing too unlistenable by any stretch, but, but off the beaten track, you know. Cool.
0: That's great. I, I'm just from somebody like the, that's the type of music that I really enjoy so I, I'm definitely enamored and I, I even like I said every every single you've had I've liked each one a little bit more so I'm and, and because it's gotten a little bit more I would say uh well as you say off the beaten path um do you have any like release dates or anything coming sooner or is, you, is everything just kind of still like in the works and uh you're not ready to 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 put a date on it or anything like that
1: no, it's cool. I I do actually have a a new single coming May twenty seventh. Oh great! So the, literally this, the week
0: the, the week that this this podcast is airing, so that's fantastic.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, perfect. Yeah, I think this is the first time I've I've said I've announced it, but but yeah, it's it's gonna. I'm excited. It's uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be. You know, this one is it, still not like <laughs> when I say it's getting experimental. It, it's a bit more of like over the next few songs but yeah this one's becoming it's like quite melodic it's like bordering on r&b and and Great. it's smoother and it, it's it's more it's less harsh it's 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 just gonna be it's it i'm I'm excited it's it's smoother i'd say that's a good way to describe it and i'm excited to share it with people um it, it's v- quite different from the other stuff that, that i've put out so far yeah
0: sweet man what's it called
1: oh it's called cold cold, cold. Ooh, okay okay i'm into yeah. it very
0: nice so yeah, so definitely go check out this track. It comes out literally, if, you, if you're if you listening to it this week, the week of May 23rd, it's it's coming this Friday. So definitely uh, make sure you check that out for sure. That's a, or yeah, Thursday evening, whatever it is. Uh, check it out, guys. That's fantastic. I'm really, really excited. Um, I, another question that just kind of dawned on me too that I'm curious your thoughts on because I don't make music. Um, I only write about it, but you do both. So how does like, or, or maybe it doesn't, but, does writing about the music help you in writing your own music? Like, is is there any kind of connection there and vice versa? Or are they kind of just a separate thing?
1: Yeah, I think it really has changed the way I approach music writing about it. Um, I think it's also an exposure thing. Like I just... I see what so many people are doing and it influences me in new ways. I just gain new influences I never would have had. Mm-hmm. And, so um, fun. yeah, I, I think, yeah, just being, cause I guess also, yeah, the analytical brain, like being more awakened and getting used to that. So now maybe I approach the songs a little bit more analytically in, in a sense, but, um, I think it's definitely changed it. Um, it's made me more up to speed on like trends and things and like where the, where the different parts of the music business are going and things like this. So that, that's also a cool part of it.
0: Yeah. I was, yeah, it was definitely, it just kind of dawned on me because I was like, I was interested if like that actually there's a connection there. And I know you wrote a, like a lot of poetry back in the, like in, when you were young. So I think that sort of like skill probably just kind of came back like that, you know? Um, and same with me too. It's kind of funny. Cause like I, I almost, I almost didn't go into teaching when I was uh, in high school, I loved video editing and direct, like direct, because I was in a, a video editing class and the, the program at my school was like four, like three different levels. And I took it all four years, got like to the highest level and was like one of like the main, like he, he would always joke around, shout out Mr. Lombard. He's probably not listening to this at all. I, I hope someday that I <laughs> he, he tunes in. As, he'd be very proud, put it that way, if he saw what I'm doing now. Uh, you know, try to find him or whatever hit hit him up with this but either way um, you know I really wanted to do video editing super bad and like he would always argue he would always talk about it it was it was a TV TV one and then advanced TV and TV seminar and we always joked like seminar was like a varsity team basically right so like my senior year I was like one of the captains of this you know TV seminar I, mean, I was an I was an athlete as well but I was so enamored with it and then I just like at the time, the time of my life, like I needed something a little more like consistent and just, uh, you know, when I was going into college, I was like, damn, I need something that's going to just make me money. That's going to be like, a- like a little more consistent. So, um, and I love teaching too. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely, I-, I do really love it. I love my career, but, um, it's funny. I've come back around now and started you know, obviously video editing and podcasting and all this stuff, you know, audio recording. And, uh, it's it's funny how those skills kind of just just come back like like was there a period of time for you like you stopped writing poetry or have you always written poetry and it's just like you just started to just make it into music
1: I guess I have always written poetry and just form tr- translated it into music but something I do think about nowadays is like I write lyrics so often that it's actually usurped all those other forms of writing well besides ear milk but right. I really don't write stories or, or or poems that aren't in lyrical form. Mm-hmm. I don't write those things anymore because I'm so frequently writing lyrics. Right. And it's kind of just, I feel like it's just when you're a writer, maybe you just have like this hunger, this passion, and it gets, maybe if you're just really going on one thing, it just fills that. And then I, I, I just, I'm, I'm just kind of, but I, I do think that the lyrics are very much still poetry, but mm-hmm. I haven't written like those sort of um, poems in a, quite a long time now, gotcha. I think. Very cool. Mm-hmm.
0: I love it, man. Really good stuff. Uh, I definitely want to take a quick transition here, and I want to talk to you about uh, Roadhouse. Uh, excuse me. Sorry. I almost called it Roadhouse. It's not Roadhouse. It's Roundhouse. See? I told you I was going to fuck up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk to you nice. about – Oh, uh, Actually, you know what I'm going to ask? Before I ask Roundhouse, I ask this other question that I didn't have, but I'm curious now. So I'm curious. You're from Vancouver, Canada. And I know nothing about the Vancouver, Can, uh, Canada scene in terms of like music. So, does Vancouver have a music scene? Are there in, is there an indie artist scene out there? Um, I would imagine, of course, you're you're tapped in there somewhat, or, or I would think. But um, are you like one of the art, like one of the only artists? Is there like what, what is the, what is the music like coming out of Vancouver?
1: Um. There's definitely a scene here. A lot of it, you know, there's a big indie rock folk scene. There's a pretty big electronic scene. Um, We're quite mainly, we're mostly known for like indie rock. Uh, But as far as hip hop, which I've largely been involved with, it's always been small. Um, I think it's starting to grow quite a bit. And it's really interesting. This current phase or time in Vancouver hip hop is like, I'd say it's the start of what could become something quite a bit more known in a similar way to like maybe what you were saying with Western mass. And I guess that's part of why I kind of connected with Western mass was because I think the scene there and the scene where I'm from, there are similarities. I think it's just like the scene just needs, I don't know, a bit more interconnectedness or like a unifying sound that sets it apart from others. If I'm going to be honest. Um, And but I think it's, it's growing and it, it, I think it is going in a positive direction overall, but we've always had a relatively small hip hop scene. There's been good artists over the years and things. And, uh, but we, we, we have, you know, we're, I think it's going in, in a good direction. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very
0: it's interesting that you compare it to the Western mass scene. Cause yeah, I almost feel as though they've, they've sort of all kind of gotten on this train where it's like, you know, if we're not going to be recognized with, you know, people from Boston and other parts of Massachusetts, like, let's, get together and like make the noise like make enough noise where like people can't ignore us anymore and i love that right and dk's talked about that a bunch like with me just off air on air like so and uh he's been very transparent about that and he but it's i mean yeah you you rep where you're from you know what i mean of course and you want to do that so um that's really cool any any artists from vancouver whether it's you know whether it's the and i, I like folk music a lot like indie indie rock like i can definitely get into that into that uh genre. Is there any like artists, maybe a few that are bands that uh you're really into from Vancouver that people should uh check out?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um my um my brother I shout out my brother Eli Elise. Uh e, e- he goes by Eli S Z. E L I S Z. He he's a dope musician coming out with some he'll he'll be dropping some new stuff soon. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to say that or not. <laughs> i could just ask him now but no i mean yeah he, eli um silver surfer so surreal my friend he's a really dope producer good rapper he'll probably be dropping soon as well um tion gibbs is a dope artist i've been up on lately i am the living they they're, they're actually in a duo tion gibbs and i am the living baines this is a guy baines who i've been f- following he's he's dope yeah, th- th- those are some. Mostly those are in hip hop. So, but yeah, that those there's there's some dope people coming out of Vancouver these days.
0: Cool, fantastic. Yeah, th- those definitely. I want to check out all those for sure. And, and your brother makes music. That's really cool. What, does is it similar style of you, or does he do something? Does he do different uh, different stuff?
1: He's more R and B, soul. Um, okay. And and some indie rock and, but I'd say R and B mostly um yeah he's actually co-producing and and featuring on this song cold that's coming out so that's pretty cool people will be able to hear us together and see how our sounds kind of meld because i feel like the track is kind of partway between our sounds in a sense so
0: oh that's great i love that has that that been a fun like experience you guys working on the music together
1: yeah it was awesome we had a really good time recording this and we were really on the same page with this track which helped a lot like it was quite natural um just kind of we just had a similar idea of how we wanted it to turn out and stuff so
0: do these conversations like happen at the dinner table you just like in your room like listening to music and you're like knocking on his door like yo i got an idea
1: (laughs) yeah yo, it's funny because um like after the song was done we were we were both really stoked on it so we were just like obsessed with it for a couple (laughs) talking about like the dynamics of the the elements of the song for like two days we're like that kick here how does that sound yeah and we're just like you know for like a few days all we were talking about was was, was this track so it's so funny yeah
0: that's great i love it man that's really cool good shit uh it's it's funny like i have two brothers at home too and they'll um they'll like drop me like little tidbits every once in a while too of like oh like do you do this do you try this with the podcast like it's just it's funny that you when uh you know when you got family that uh that is invested in what you do and all but I'll, even for you like he's invested in what you do because he does the same thing so that's super super dope that you guys can actually like bounce ideas off each other and get into that creative creative mold i enjoy that a lot so very good stuff man uh i have you've been amazing on this episode by the way like just Uh want to thank you and 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 for all the insight and uh you know your transparency and uh, i've just been really enjoying you know chopping it up with you and it's been a great episode so far we have i have one more question before my final question the one I ask every artist that comes on the show, but I'll save that one because I definitely want to talk about what you just announced that I'm very interested in and curious to hear about. And you just launched Roundhouse Music Company. So talk to me about like the concept behind the company. Like what's your vision with it? Um, and like what services do you potentially offer like for artists and, and things of that nature?
1: Yeah, Roundhouse Music Company. It's a it's a brand new endeavor that I'm doing and I'm, I'm really excited about this one because it's something I've always wanted to do. And I guess bringing it to life, I just was kind of like thinking about how can I like use these skills that I'm building to sort of provide something for people and and sort of give a platform in a sense or or give the tools for people to help build a platform? And that's kind of the idea is we 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 try to help give artists tools to help define themselves and 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 build up their, you know careers, basically. We're you know, it's not like we're like, hugely influential or anything but the idea is rather to give them like literally tools like be like all right here's an interview where you can define yourself and tell people your mission and and um give people an overview of a new song or whatever or a song review or an album review to explain more about what they're about and what they're trying to accomplish because sometimes i find that it, it can be difficult to um communicate to your audience you know um a deeper, you know, analysis of uh, your work, especially when you're trying to do it for your own work. So the idea is we can bring context through like, you know, interviews and, and reviews that I'll write up and, and we're on the production side because my brother works with me on this and he's he, he went to school for music composition. Like oh, wow. he, he went to university for that. So, um, he's just putting, you know, and he just graduated. So he's, he's kind of like ready to, yeah, to ready use to to those it. skills that he learned. So he's, 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 he's really in charge of that side and producing instrumentals for people. We're hoping to like make music for ads or TV movies. Like that's something that would be really hmm. cool. And, um, so we kind of have me on the writing side and the promotion and him on the production. That That's kind of the idea, Sweet. I guess.
0: That's really, so it's just the two of you. It's just you and you and your brother.
1: Yeah yeah for now I'll, well actually my friend uh, I mentioned him Silver mm-hmm. Surfer so surreal that's like his producer name for music but he's gonna probably get involved too on the side of cause we do eventually wanna kinda do like a label with this so he's probably gonna get in he's gonna he's gonna be involved with that so I should say he's he's coming on board but the label's not really ready yet so so right. for now it's mostly just me and my brother but he's gonna be joining us as well
0: sweet no, and I I totally like and agree with what a lot of the things you're saying because that's really the the point of our our platform too, like to allow artists to come on and talk a little bit more about the background of their music and like who they are as artists because like excuse me, um because like in terms of you know like like you mentioned like you can listen to a song and you can get the idea across right of what they what they're trying to get at or, or you know the the message and what they're trying to communicate but you know, it's, it's almost better to have them on and talk about it, you know, from, come from their own mouth and actually like talk about it rather than just put it in a song. And yeah, it's like, that's, that's really our, like our goal too, is just like get more in depth, like, and make it from like an educational perspective. Right. Cause like, of course I come, like I said, I come from an educational background. So, you know, we want to try to like, give people a platform to educate their fans and new fans on like what they got going on and what their music's about. So, and, and and talk about some of these bigger issues, you know what I mean? Like I I was really just excited that you talked, like you were able, you felt comfortable enough to talk about like your introvertedness and like how that's kind of helped getting outside of that comfort zone for you. Like I, like I said, I've I've said it before, but I think it's going to be a good thing for people to hear. And so it's just, it's just like, that's just an example of things like that, that you wouldn't maybe know otherwise you know so like that's i i I definitely love what you're doing um would love to collaborate in any way too so uh you know get those get those coasts so if uh you know if there's any uh any opportunity for collaboration we would love to help you guys out as much as we can too so uh yeah because are you're 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 a good guy so we uh we definitely would love to uh extend ourselves to you as well so I, i i love the platform i thought it was really cool um and yeah, so like, how if people are really interested, uh, you know, in in something like this, like how can they inquire for you guys? Like right now, like how are you guys going to uh, starting out in terms of like, um, you know, like interviews and things like that? Just just reaching out like via Instagram or how's that? How's that all kind of going down?
1: Yeah, mostly it's been people reaching out to me on social media. Um, we have an e- email; it's um, Roundhouse Co at Gmail dot com. But a lot of it is um, people just have been DMing me, and um, yeah, just just uh, really just mostly that's really the thing is people reaching out in DMs. Cool. Yeah,
0: cool. Roundhouse Music Company, everybody, make sure you guys go check that out as well. Linked in the description too. So yeah, just just go tap all those links below after this episode. You'll you got some good goodies for you guys. Jacob Ezra, thank you so much for being here, man. This was a fantastic episode. I have my final question though. Okay, and you you're a fan of the show, so you might know what's coming. If not, it's gonna be a good surprise for you. Everyone loves this question. It's the dream song scenario, and I'll give you I'll kind of break it down for you. So you get a song, it's your song, Jacob Ezra. Okay, and you can have any artists on this song, dead or alive. Oh okay. man, dead or alive. So I'll break it down. You get. One to two producers, okay. So like, if you can't decide on a producer, like you want a melody from one producer, like you know a drum progression from another, whatever it is. So you get one to two producers, and then you get three guest features, okay. So typically how people do it, they have like someone come on and do the hook, and get like two verses. But it's your song, you know. If you if you want to do the hook, or you know, you want three verses, like well, however you want to do it. But you get three artists, and you get one to two producers. So dead, dead or alive. Who would be on Jacob Ezra's dream song scenario? Take as
1: long and as much time as you need, sir. I love that question. Um, I, uh, producers, you know, my favorite two hip-hop producers, I think Rizza, you know... In his in his prime, just RZA is just you know to me to me he's my favorite of all time for producers like Liquid Swords in particular I think it's just a masterpiece so I think like that era of RZA would be like my choice for the producer or you know I I do also really like Kanye's production and and so I think it would be like maybe if RZA and Kanye were the producers. <laughs> That would be just prime, you know?
0: Oh, what what a what a uh, blend that that would be with the two of them. What a collaboration. Oh, that would be fantastic. Dude, I I'm a huge Kill Bill fan. And Riza absolutely killed that soundtrack, man. Like just destroyed it. Like that that's that that movie it's an incredible movie, but it's one of my it's one of my favorite movies of all time. But that movie is is even better because of the score. Like, that is this, oh. one of the lone reasons why I love that movie so much, or one of yeah. one of the main reasons.
1: That's super cool, man. Like, I love it when, like, a hip-hop producer scores a movie. Like, I saw LP did a, I think, did a film score recently or something. Oh, did And it? it's just really cool to see. I'm, yeah, I'm wearing, I'm wearing so. it on the jewels right now. Oh, shit. That's crazy. <laughs> that's awesome. Actually, cool. LP is another one of my favorite producers. He's ever. great, but, dude. They're awesome. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, as far as um the guests, Dan, this one's a bit harder because yeah, I want to make it like because I could just say like my three favorite rappers, but then I want to make the track like I'd make the track like have a certain like I'd want the combination to be like work together, you know? You want some kind of cohesion there, yeah? You want some kind of cohesion, yeah? Yeah. I mean, I feel like I have to have on the Wu Tang front like Ghostface, you know, because Ghostface is is like one of my favorite like he's I'd say Ghostface, you know, Ghostface would be one of them.
0: Okay. So we got rizza and Kanye on the boards and we got Ghostface as one of the verses. You got two more guest features.
1: I uh, Dan- I'd put Danny Brown on there. I'd put Ooh. Danny Brown on there.
0: I don't think we've gotten Danny Brown on on the show yet. I don't think that's been a that's been a choice. I was I was just watching. He's an interesting guy, man. I was just watching his uh, his hot ones with Sean. What the hell is his last name? I don't even remember. You do you know what I'm talking about? Like the hot yeah. ones. Yeah. He, and he's so funny because he's like, oh, I don't even have a. He's like, Ways eating the wings. He's like, I don't have a tooth. I'm just like, I eat it like he's such a freaking weirdo. But I love yeah. his shit. He's like, his his stuff blows my mind. Some of the stuff he he like he, atrocity exhibition. I think like there's not another album that sounds like that. Like it, it's it's unbelievable
1: yeah man exactly no i'm i love that album i I really like danny brown i was actually i was listening to that today i was listening to atrocity exhibition and jay-z's the blueprint 1.5 like that that one album he dropped that was like the blueprint 1.5 or something those those two are i was playing today actually but (laughs) that's so funny yeah And, and as far as the third the third actually there's this rapper i really like called blue I'd, I'd say oh, like great
0: I, blues a, blues awesome
1: yeah blue man he's yeah. I've always been a huge fan of blue so maybe I'd, I'd put blue on there it'd be like ghostface Danny Brown and blue as the guests, Ooh. and Riza and Kanye on production that'd be the dream the dream lineup. damn
0: yo blue dropped a song with Miguel last year I think it was off his album I had it in like my top because we do like end year-end lists and it was one of my favorite I think it was um it was American Dream, I think. I want to say it was called oh, the yeah, song. Oh yeah, yeah, that track's dope, bro. He he's a he's unbelievable. And then he had that um, and then he had that album with I think it was Exile, right? it was like a, it was like the cra- the crazy long like, like a long hot summer night in L.A. or whatever it was called. I'm probably butchering the name like a long red hot summer night. But he he's very really got a really like a good like con- he's like if you like conscious rap like he's got that got that down. Like I I I think he's phenomenal and very slept on like very underrated. Um I would be interested to see how he'd sound on a Kanye beat. I think he he think he'd sound good on a on, on a Kanye beat.
1: Yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking cuz I'm like both Blue and Danny Brown, I wouldn't necessarily think of them as being on like a Kanye or RZA beat right no. away, but then when I do think about it, I'm like actually it, I could see it being really cool. Like I could see it turning out really well. So, I don't know, that's just kind of how I was thinking about yeah, it because
0: but. Danny Brown's so eccentric and like, you know, he would have he would provide a really great contrast with Blue, who's a little bit more like conscious, straightforward and like serious all the time. Not not all the time, but like he's got a very serious cadence, like the way he rhymes, right? Where Danny Brown's like kind of all over the place, and then Ghostface is just that lyrical genius, right? Where yeah that would be that would be sweet. That's like I like I like that dream song scenario. That would be a really cool song. I really I I will say Jacob Ezra featuring Ghostface Killa, Danny Brown, Blue with production from Rizza and Kanye West. I think it would be a hit man. I think it would be a smash. We're 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 manifesting it. We're putting it out into the universe right now, trying to make it happen. Oh, that'd be
1: crazy, man. That'd be insane. Yeah.
0: Hey, something something to sleep on tonight. That's for sure. Yeah, (laughs) Dream dream about that. That's why the dream song scenario. Yeah. Uh, Awesome, man. I love it. I love it. I'm glad somebody finally had said Danny Brown. We've had we've had some Wu Tang. We definitely haven't gotten Blue though. We haven't gotten Blue and Danny Brown. So those are two. I'm glad that we uh, we got those. So great stuff man Jacob Ezra everyone thank you so much for being here this is a great episode I've, I've been just enjoying the hell out of this one uh, thanks so much for stopping by at the Turntable Teachers you are officially a Turntable Teachers alumni so you are part of the family now and you're welcome back anytime of course uh, and we can't wait to see what you're coming next I can't wait to hear this song Cold I'm really excited for it so congratulations to you and your brother I think you guys are on the right path doing exactly what you need to be doing Plug away, man. Tell people where they can find you on Instagram and all that good stuff. Of course, we're going to link everything in the description, but, you know, for the people to hear, go for it.
1: Sure. My my Instagram is Jacob Ezra with with three underscores in between. Jacob underscore 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 Ezra. That's my Instagram. Twitter, it's uh, Jacob Ezra three. Spotify, Jacob Ezra. um YouTube, Jacob Ezra. Yeah, those are the main ones. And yeah. Um, and also check out Roundhouse Music Company. It's uh, Roundhouse Music Co. on Instagram and Twitter. And roundhousemusic.ca is our website. Sweet.
0: Awesome. Linking it all in the description. You guys make sure you guys check that out. And if you're a fan of Jacob Ezra and just coming on to us for the first time, follow us at Turntable Teachers on Instagram. You can also hit up our website, www.turntableteachers.com, for all the latest episodes blogs, all that good stuff. And, yeah, obviously subscribe to our podcast on YouTube at uh, The Turntable Teachers and wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, Apple, SoundCloud. You guys know the deal by now. And uh, once again, Jacob, thanks a bunch for being on here, man. This was a lot of fun. And uh, good luck to you going forward. We will certainly be tapped into what you have coming next. And uh, thanks
1: so much for being here, man. This was a great episode. Thank, thank you so much for having me. I've really enjoyed it. Uh, I think you're doing great stuff with the with this podcast. So I'll definitely be tuning in, as well. And and I really appreciate you having me. Yeah.
0: Of course, of course. And thanks for listening, everybody, to our audience. We really appreciate it. And yeah, without further ado, I'm Mike. This is Jacob Ezra with the Turntable Teachers, and class is officially
1: dismissed. I heard